Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Most of us don't question our fear-based or self-negating thoughts, but we just accept them. Now, whether or not those destructive thoughts have any basis in reality, they can invade our minds and hijack our confidence and well-being. Author, coach, and teacher Ora Nadrich is here to share how to confront those thoughts and successfully align our inner dialogue with our goals and dreams. Are you ready to meet her? Ora Nadrich is founder and president of the Institute for Transformational Thinking and the author of Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. A certified life coach and mindfulness teacher, Ora specializes in transformational thinking, self-discovery, and mentoring new coaches as they develop their careers. You can find out more about Ora and her work at auranadrich.com. Or a welcome to Out of the Fog. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. What What is it that prompted you to write this book? Well, I say that my first says who moment really was um, many, many years ago. I didn't know it when it happened. I was not quite 15 years old, and uh, one of my older sisters uh, had a mental breakdown. And it was very tragic and also very traumatic for me. I'm the youngest of four. And when that happened to her, I went into deep fight or flight. And when we go into fight or flight, thoughts can rush to the foreground of our minds. And uh, we tell ourselves things. And I did. I said to myself that uh, what happened to her was going to happen to me. That was a thought that was born strictly out of fear and so it's a long story. I'll, I'll fast forward it a bit in that I buried that thought deep into my subconscious, again, unbeknownst to me, and I started to feel the symptoms of what I say in my book says who the side effects are the symptoms of thoughts that we are unaware of, and we can experience all sorts of things. And for me, what I started to experience was anxiety. And so I went on a very deep psycho-spiritual journey for many years um, to find out really more about the workings of the mind because of the tragic episode that had happened with my sister, and I was just very determined to get some answers here as well as my own suffering, and uh, again went and embarked on this very long, extensive journey and um, became a certified life coach. And... I started to see a pattern in my clients that also would have thoughts that were really running them ragged. And it was with one client in particular who came to me, and she had a very deep fear-based thought. And I basically just asked her, says who, who is saying that thought in your mind? 
And it was rather divine providence because my asking that question really helped her get to the core um, of the problem, the root of the problem, and that is that she had a fear-based thought that didn't even originate with her. So I knew that I was onto something really important. It was a big breakthrough for her, and I created the Says Who method and wrote my book, Says Who, as a result of this story that I'm sharing with you. And that's a good way to handle it. I also hear in the work that I do, people will come and say, it's always been this way. It will always be for, this way for me. And me from the outside, I can see like, well, no, no, that's not true for you. It doesn't have to be true for you. But there's so much power in that thought sometimes that just having an outside person go, no, I don't see it that way. That's your thought. You should change it. That's not helpful. But asking the questions and asking with compassion and encouraging the inward looking assessment that I find in your book, that to me feels like a really beautiful way to start to lift the hold that those thoughts can have on us. Absolutely. I mean, you know, as you said early, you know, we accept our our thoughts very readily. I say and says who we think between 40 and 70,000 thoughts a day. And the ones that get our attention, we're not cognizant of every single thought that we have, But we are aware of the ones that get our attention, and most often, a high percentage of those thoughts are negative and or fear-based. And those are the ones that really get our attention, but we don't usually question them. They get our attention because we end up usually obsessing about them or fretting about them or, you know, really letting them take us over and have a very negative effect on our lives. So what I propose with Says Who is a questioning method, an inquiry. It's important to question our thoughts. You know, we do have a say in the matter. We can decide if we want to keep our thoughts or, as I talk about in the Says Who Method, to let them go. So what is the Says Who Method? Because now we want to know more. We ask Says Who, and then what? We ask ourselves questions. You know, these are seven questions that I've created to be able to ask yourself if or when a negative thought comes up, and it invariably will. You know, if we don't have some kind of system in place, if we don't have a way in which to question or challenge our thoughts, again, we're just going to accept them readily. And people will say to me, I've had so many people say, my God, I never even thought to question my thoughts. (laughs) Like that never even occurred to me who says who myself, you know, hence the title says who, who is saying this thought in my mind, you know, and this, the questions are really designed, there there's seven very straightforward questions to ask ourselves, you know, if our thought that we have is even real or not, you know, why would a thought have so much power of us over us if we don't even get to the root of it to find out if it's real or not, you know? So these questions, I feel, are really an important process of, you know, doing the necessary inquiry. If you don't investigate, if you don't inquire, then again, you're just going to accept those thoughts. So these are seven questions that I've created, you know, beginning with the first question says who, and, and, you know, processing them very logically to find out if your thought is even real or not, and I don't know if you want me to go through the questions, which I can, and then ultimately decide which we have a choice, to keep them or to let them go. And there's, uh, so this is compassionate 
inquiry. Why don't you go ahead, if you're comfortable to go ahead and just share the questions so that the Absolutely. listeners can get an idea of how they might, I, we might have somebody listening who's ready to challenge a thought right now. And that's what's really great about this process because, you know, what I say in the book is basically to take ownership over our thoughts. You know, I I say own your thoughts, not just the pretty ones, you know. (laughs) It's like we really want to own those thoughts that are gnawing at us and that are really sometimes very secretive in our minds and we might not even share with anybody or the deep uh, critic that's in us. So it's a very big step, and I commend anybody who takes that first step to even want to change their negative thinking. So it begins with says who, that is the very first question, says who, you know, and that question is really asking who is saying this thought in my mind, who is telling me I'm unlovable, who is telling me I'm unworthy, who is telling me that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not this enough, you know, the, the on and on negative things that we tell ourselves, which can go from unkind to just full-on brutal and abusive, by asking, says who, you are saying, I am. I am telling myself, and then you repeat the thought that you are telling yourself that you are really about to change. And again, it's taking that step forward and saying, I am telling myself this thought. So again, it's taking ownership. We can't begin the process of changing our thoughts and our beliefs if we're not willing to do so, if we're not willing to change those thoughts. So the second question, have I heard someone say, this thought before, very important, because so many of our thoughts, sometimes unbeknownst to us, in the case of me working with my client, she was able to discover that this negative thought, fear-based thought that she'd been carrying around for most of her life did not even originate with her, and she was able to pinpoint it to her father, and in her case, she had this fear that she was going to be homeless. So... You know, asking yourself, have I heard someone say this thought before? It's amazing to me how many people I've worked with that have a deep-rooted fear-based and or negative thought that didn't even originate with them, which means it wasn't even your original thought. Now, it might be, and you might not be able to trace back a particular negative or fear-based thought to someone, but when you do, it's very liberating to know that this thought didn't even begin with you. And then you can go through the process of really basically giving it back to that person and not continuing to think a thought that did not originate within your own mind. The third question, one of my personal favorites, so easy, so straightforward, and you'll see that these questions are very logical. Do I like this thought? I mean, how many of our negative thoughts do we really like? Mm. You know, I mean, logic prevails. It's like we tell ourselves things. And I coached somebody once, and she had this ongoing negative, gnawing thought. And I just leaned in, and I said, can I ask you something? Do you like that thought? And her eyes widened like saucers, and she said, no. No, I don't like it. As a matter of fact, I hate it. And I said, okay, well, why don't you just be with that? You know, be with that you keep hosting a thought in your mind that you not only don't like, but that you actually hate. You know, it's important to to sit with some of these logical questions, you know, because we're going to really get a lot of insight as to how we perpetuate negative and fear-based thinking, and in this instance with that question that we don't even like. Fourth question, does this thought make me feel better? Again, 
what is it about your negative thought that makes you feel better? Mm. You know, does it make you feel good about yourself? Does it inspire you? Does it motivate you? You know, what is it about that negative thought that actually genuinely makes you feel better? Fifth question, does this thought work for me? How does your negative thought work for you? You know, maybe it's working for you negatively. You know, maybe your negative thought is getting you some kind of attention or keeping you stuck in some way. You know, this can go into some very deep areas within ourselves where we have to be really honest, you know, and uh, come clean about our attachment to some of our negative thoughts. Unless your thought is really working favorably for you, then it's probably not working in a positive way for you. Sixth question, am I in control of this, this thought? So often we feel like our thought has taken control over us, that we're like some kind of hostage or slave to our thoughts. And, you know, it can feel that way if we can't get out from under it, which is really what the Says Who Method is about, helping you get out from under feeling like your thought has some kind of control over you, which it, again, feels like, but you know what? We're the thinker. This is our mind. These are our thoughts, and we are in the power position. As I say in Says Who, we are in the driver's seat. And if you don't feel that way, you might want to look at your thoughts a little bit more closely as to why you feel so taken over by them. And the seventh question, the final question, do I want to keep this thought or let it go? Well, when you've asked yourself the six previous questions and you've been able to identify your negative or fear-based thought, you maybe have been able to pinpoint it to somebody other than yourself that told that to you or led you to believe that it is true, or maybe it's you. Um, you don't like it. It doesn't make you feel better. It doesn't work for you favorably. And you're tired of feeling as if it controls you. By the time you get to the seventh question, do I want to keep this thought or let it go? I would be really surprised if you didn't answer yes. Hmm. I am ready to let this thought go. The image that comes up for me as I'm listening to you go through those questions, have you ever seen like the magician who puts himself in the straitjacket and they show all the reasons he can't get out and then they start the timer and the magician gets out of the straitjacket? Those questions are like the buckles unbuckling and the straps <laughs> coming around the front. And by the time you get to the end, you, you can just, you can, you know, just shimmy out of that thing. I like that to. a lot. That's great. Yeah, that's a really, really great image. You know, I, I do think of, this sort of um, mental, you know, insight into oneself is that you really do kind of become like a magician, a contortionist, or even, you know, it's like I always call myself like I'm a bit of a mental hacker. I know how to go into my mind and really rearrange my thoughts because I've been doing it for so long. And there are a lot of benefits and advanced ways in which one can work with their mind, you know. These are the beginning steps, you know, and these are important steps to take because so many people really don't, like I said earlier, they don't even question their thoughts. They just accept them and they suffer tremendously because of the thoughts that continue to have power in their minds. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. My guest is Aura Nadrich. Her new book is Says Who? How, um, how One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. Her website is auranadrich.com. You have prominently in the book is a quote that says, you cannot lead a happy and fulfilled life if your inner dialogue is conflicted or causing you 
to suffer. And that gives me the impression that this is a practice that goes on and on and on. It's a lifetime practice, not just on this day at this time I release this thought. Absolutely, and that really brings up um, mindfulness, which I am a, a, a teacher of. And mindfulness is a inherent uh, quality that each of uh, each one of us has, but don't necessarily use. Mindfulness is being in the present moment with total awareness. And I speak of mindfulness in my book because in order for us to really question our thoughts, we have to be present with them. So yes, it's an ongoing inquiry. It's an ongoing questioning. You know, um, we will go in and out of it. We will have days where we're better at catching um, those thoughts, those disruptive thoughts. And then we'll have days where some of them will, you know, kind of slip in through the back door, you know, and which is really why I emphasize, please go easy on yourself. You know, the, the journey of, of self-realization is an ongoing journey. It is a gradual journey. And if you're somebody who wants to embark on that journey, to get to know yourself better. Well, how do we get to know ourselves better if we don't know our thoughts? It's an ongoing process. And no, it's not a one-off. It's not a quick fix. I didn't write, you know, a self-help book that's like, oh, one more formula, you know, one more quick fix. And then we just stick it in a drawer and forget about it. No, I wish it were that easy, but it's not. This is for anyone who really wants to understand their thoughts better and wants to work with their mind in a way that they can really understand the whole thinking process and start to feel more empowered. You know, I think it's a very empowering process to be able to pick and choose our thoughts carefully. And what I also say, curate your thoughts. Like you were curating a fine exhibit at a museum. You're not going to put, you know, mediocre or crappy art on the wall. You know, curate the thoughts that you want to have in your mind. You can pick and choose your thoughts carefully. So this is an ongoing process. This is a day-by-day, even if it means changing out one thought, you know, just one thought, one annoying, nagging thought that you've just had it with that thought. It's just taken up too much, you know, time in your, in your head, and you're kind of over it, you know. This is what we do. We are willing to work with our thoughts by dismantling them, by questioning them, by knowing that we can actually do what I call in my book, release and replace, which is a technique that I've created for, you know, when you've gone through the seven sesu questions and you can identify maybe a thought that you want to work with, um, you start to be able to use the release and replace that you can release a negative thought and replace it with its positive counterpart. And you start to see the changes. You really can... You know, this is, this is important for you to experience yourself so that you know what it feels like inside your body, you know, what, what, what it feels like in your mind, that you're having that experience. And that's really what I offer up to people, you know, is try it. See, see how that makes you feel. Well, and it's very empowering. It's kind of like taking back some of your own agency so that you can no longer say these thoughts control me or I am controlled by these old beliefs or these old cycles, all of a sudden you kind of, you shimmied out of that straitjacket and you put yourself back in the driver's seat. We're living through an era, living in interesting times where often a lot of negative and fear-based thoughts come not just from within us, but kind of come at us through the media, through the kinds of things that we consume. And as curators of our, I love that, as curators of our experience, that 
discernment seems to me like something else that's important when we're looking at uh, kind of um, awareness of and ridding ourselves of those negative and fear-based thoughts. Absolutely. And, and what you said is so true. You know, we are living at a time, you know, we're bombarded, you know, constantly with so much on social media, the news, you know, there's so much coming at us all the time, but it's that much more important to really be clear about what our thoughts are about. Because, you know, not only are we being influenced by outside, you know, things, and uh, we have to take responsibility for, well, what do I think about that? And is this thought a productive thought? Is this a helpful thought? Is this a kind thought? Is it a compassionate thought? You know, if it's angry, what's the anger about? Let me look at that a little bit more deeply. Let me come to understand my, my angry thoughts, which create emotions, you know. And then, you know, as I say in the book, thoughts create feelings, create behavior, create actions, create reality. You want to connect the dots. So the, the more we work with our thoughts, the more we have a, a more heightened, mindful awareness of the thoughts we have, first and foremost, and which is what I talk about in the book, is that we're not going to be walking around like reactors. We're not going to constantly be reacting to either what we're thinking in our own mind or what someone else is saying to us. We are going to be able to be with it and then to begin to, again, dis- dismantle it or deconstruct it that it can make more sense to us and to find out, well, is, you know, is this thought helpful for me? You know, what am I gaining from this thought? How is this thought useful? Which is another thing I've been using a lot lately in useful thoughts versus non-useful thoughts. I mean, you know, we want to be able to use our mind in the most productive, problem-solution-oriented way. You know, if your mind is filled with so much clutter, so much mental clutter that isn't even useful for you, imagine how much time we spend wasting it on thoughts when we can kind of lighten our mental load and open up our mental space. You know, I've been exploring a lot of, the, a lot of neuroscience and that, you know, we have the ability to create, you know, new neural pathways in our brains. I mean, it's fascinating how we can begin to change our thinking and ignite those neurons and, you know, in a positive way so that we can not default to old patterns of thinking, but in fact create new patterns and habits of thinking. And we can suddenly see ourselves thinking differently. I mean, I find that very exciting personally. And Aura, how can the listeners connect with you? I know you're doing very good work at the Institute for Transformational Thinking. How can the listeners connect and find out what you're up to? Well, they can go to my, um, as you mentioned, my website, auranadrich.com. And uh, there's a lot going on there that they can find out about what I'm doing. And I, I have a thought coach certification training program now that I do. I've done um, done uh, two of them online and one in person at my home here in Los Angeles. And I'm going to be doing uh, my third one uh, November 5th. So they can go to, again, go to ornadrich.com and they can see all of what's going on through the Institute, which is very exciting. Wonderful. Um, thank you very much for being on the program. It's so, I think those voices of clarity and compassion and presence are especially important to hear during times like this. So thank you for sharing this with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. 
That is Ora Nadrich. Her new book is Says Who? How One Simple Question Can Change the Way You Think Forever. You can find out more about Ora and her work and about the Institute for Transformational Thinking at oranadrich.com. That's O-R-A-N-A-D-R-I-C-H dot com, oranadrich.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. You can book a private session with me if you're so inclined. You can also take a look at upcoming classes and events. This is a time when a lot of people are thinking about managing their energy more efficiently, about setting good energetic boundaries, about being more clear about the choices they make and how they shine their light in the world. If that's true for you, check out some of the classes I offer at karenhager.com and also check out openpeacefulheart.com. That's a place where you can bring that desire to be part of a positive force for good in the world. You can bring that to a 15-minute free guided meditation. We do that on the first Sunday of every month. We meet with people from around the world and we just focus on peace in our hearts and peace in the world. I believe that when we do that, when we set an intention like that, we can turn any tide. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.